Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with the introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourselves. Hi, everybody. It's Lila, the educator motivator, coming to you from Los Angeles. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Lila Noor at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. I'm a six-year teacher at an all-girls school, a Math for America master teacher. Um, oh, what else am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a CPM regional coordinator for LAUSD. Um, you know, some other things here and there. This week, I'm grateful for... Man, I'm grateful for change. Every week we try to, you know, come in and say what we're grateful for just to be able to lift our spirits and make us feel like there's something that we can be happy about, especially in a field where we feel like everything is, you know, kind of weighing us down. And this week is for me is change. Um, a lot of times people don't like change. They think change is scary. They think change is bad. But I've been really happy about all the changes that I've been seeing in, in my job in my personal life, in my finances, you know, with my interpersonal relationships, change has just been amazing. Um, and no matter what, whether you feel like it's good or bad, it's, it's, it's for the good ultimately. So I've been happy for that. Awesome. Uh, greeting once again, great people. Uh, Coach Jay here, Jadrian Grimes in Atlanta, Georgia. Follow me on Twitter at Jadrian Grimes. That's J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I. M-E-S, uh, spent 12 years in the banking industry now pursuing and building a new career in youth development um, and education in a number of different capacities. Um, what I'm grateful for uh, this week is this book right here. Um, it's called A Purpose Driven Life. Um, it's by Rick Warren. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it before, um, but I've been kind of feeling a little blah over the last probably two weeks, about 14 days. So whenever I pick up this book, it's like my go-to to help me kind of uh, reshuffle some things and kind of go back to the drawing board to and help put me back on course to what life is truly about. And that's living out your purpose. So I'm thankful for, grateful for, I'm sorry, the purpose-driven life. And I think a lot of our listeners need to really reconsider and just think about what is their purpose here? Is it just to make money or die? Was it truly to make a difference? Great book. Great book. Highly recommended. This is Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your academic rock star. I'm a mathematics specialist. And my goal with this mathematics specialist thing and journey that I'm on is to make the world a better place through mathematics. So how do we use the world to make this better place? How do we use mathematics to help people stop hating one another based upon the color of their skin? Mm. This week, I am grateful for opportunities, opportunities to make a difference. That's my big thing. A lot of times when things come across my desk, I don't look at it as how can I fulfill Dr. Christopher J. Childs and he get better, but how can I make a difference for someone else? How can I open a door for someone else? So I'm grateful for opportunities and the ability to help others see their dreams come true and fulfill the dreams and goals that they have for themselves. Right on. This week's hot topic, do students need recess? Do students need recess? Recent U.S. education reform has focused on dealing and raising the subject matter standards students are expected to meet. In order to get their students more up to snuff, schools are extending the school day and putting more and more emphasis on it. 
emphasis on academic learning, which can squeeze out a beloved part of the traditional school reset. And how we're defining recess is just outdoor and mostly unstructured playtime. So I'm going to throw it to my amazing co-host. Do kids really need playtime? Should they be going outside during the school day or do they need to focus and sit in the classroom and learn? Like, why are they outside playing? Shouldn't they be in the classroom learning? I'm going to throw it to you too. Man, I, I absolutely do think that kids need to get out the classroom. A, I'm, listen, I'm going to be selfish about this. A, I need them to get out the classroom. I need, <laughs> I need time to either A, be with some adults or B, regroup and refocus and get my head together. So point number one, kids getting out of the classroom to go play is partially for me. I'm just keeping a hundred with you right now. <laughs> like, is this partially me? But two or B, I don't even know what I was at right there, but uh, they need to get out for themselves too, to interact with each other outside of academic settings to, you know, have fun and not think about academics for a minute and to, you know, take a brain break and, you know, I don't know, just exercise a little, but not really know they're exercising. You know, that whole thing. I, I totally agree. Um, echo a lot of the same sentiments, um, not only for, you know, you as an educator, but I think the students need that, you know, they need a break. Um, you know, sometimes coursework can be very rigorous. You know, I think it helps break up the day, you know, um, gives them an outlet to where they're able to, um, you know, politic and talk to their classmates or whatever they choose to do during recess. I know a lot of schools do different things, um, but I think it's a great time where they're able to unwind. So are they politicking with their classmates. Are they recessing or just hanging out? Like should kids be kicking the football, kicking the ball, running around, or just hanging out outside? What do you? Let's get a little bit more in depth with. Is it just a break from school? But I totally agree with Lila before you all answer. I think that's a break for a lot of teachers. <laughs> like, that's their downtime. But with kids, like, do we need them active during this recess time? Or is it more so just a mental break time? I think you can have a good mixture of both, um, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At some point, you know, some portion of the first few weeks, you know, mix it up. Hey, you have the option to do A or B. But at the same time, have some structured stuff, like different structure. If you like basketball here, if you like volleyball here, if you like to run here, if you like to hit the ball with the bat here, whatever that looks like. I think a break is needed, you know, throughout the day for educators and uh, students alike. So I think if they can mix it up and find a way to mix it together, potentially, that, that works, in my opinion. I love playing devil's advocate, but they already have P.E. So you have P.E. that's structured that gives you that time. But then on top of P.E., you have the unstructured playtime with recess. And I have my thoughts about recess, but I'm playing devil's advocate with my co-host first before I give my thoughts. So you got P.E. and you have recess. How long are they typically? So P.E. is more structured. So it's more like a regular time block. So that could be like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Right, Lila? Yeah, I mean, PE usually ends up being, they do a variety of things in PE now. It's not just, hey, let's uh, exercise. Like they actually, I mean, and back when, we, you know, we had PE or what have you, or when y'all had PE, um, you know, there was also games and things like that. But now they really do a really good variety, a really good variety of things to actually um get the students active 
without just making it feel like it's exercise. But see, then it ends up being a catch-22 because when I look, I mean, I'm at an all-girls school. When it's time for students to have their time, they're, you know, that we have a wellness break, 15 minutes, not outside of lunch. They're just, you know, they, they generally just want to kick it. And the concept of you saying that, you know, it should be this mix between kind of just hanging out, resting and having an activity that puts the structure back in there. And I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, especially at the secondary level, like what's going to get students interested to actually go out and, and get involved with recess because they don't, I feel like even if we were to throw literally like 15 different pieces of sports equipment and things like that out there for them to utilize, a lot of it would just sit on the ground and nobody would even touch it. I think one of the th tips to help students get more acclimated to the recess time, I think adults need to be a part of it. Hmm. Imagine seeing your teacher playing volleyball or I cannot remember the name of the game. It's like a tetherball. Tetherball, <laughs> having your teacher play tetherball with you. But I think that would change how recess is perceived because it, it lets you see your teacher in a different light. And it lets the teacher see the students in a different light. We're interacting, we're engaging outside of the classroom, doing something fun, whether it's tetherball, dodgeball, throwing a frisbee, basketball, just even walking around. I'm going to push teachers, don't hug up in the, I call it in the circle or the click and have a chit chat, get out there and be active with the students. What do you all thought some teachers been active? 100%. I mean, back when, that's what I was used to. I mean, in high school, even in middle school, um, Coach East, Coach Story, like they were out there with us um, playing volleyball. Um, we play flag football, um, just throwing the football, even baseball, basketball, we played three on three. Um, they would be out there, uh, you know, actually playing the sport with us. And to the tune of what you were saying, you know, it helps you look at your teacher in a different light. It's kind of like, you know, the term I like to use all the time is kind of, you know, meet someone where they are. That's totally what mm -hmm. they were doing in a sense. You know, you just looked at them as, oh, well, coach, he's kind of hip. Like, he's out there playing basketball with us. He can actually hoop. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, now if I'm having an issue at school or something, maybe I can resonate with him more potentially just off the strength that he came and shot basketball or whatever. But yeah, I think that's amazing. Um, if we could get more educators to, to take that role and actually participate in recess, I think that's great. I, you know what the funny thing is that last week I was talking to somebody and I made a joke about me being like doing a dramatic exit or something. And I was like, oh, glitter toss cartwheel. And they were like, you can do a cartwheel for real? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can really do one. So I thought about it and I was like, I don't know the last time I actually tried to do a cartwheel. So during my seventh period, I have sixth graders. They're a struggle. Okay, yeah, sixth graders. <laughs> um, half, them, half of them were doing another um, assignment or doing something with someone else. And I had like a small group of them, about six. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to, you know, record myself doing a cartwheel. And they're like, oh, miss, you want me to teach you how to do a cartwheel? So they're all cartwheeling in circles around me. Oh, and you could do a round off. And then look, I could continue. So I'm over here trying to do a car where they're like, no, like so they're literally teaching me. And this was a moment where I didn't completely dread 
having to deal with my sixth graders, right? Just because there's so much and I can't handle it. It was, a mo and it's mostly because they have so much energy. And like, and again, this is bring it all back together. This is the reason why they need that playtime because sixth graders have so much energy. They want to burn it off. They need to burn it off. They do too much talking. They want to jump around. And this was like a moment where they got to literally do cartwheels around me in circles <laughs> and burn off energy while also taught, teaching me how to do it and interacting with me um, as the teacher, you know, because it was something that I didn't know how to do. So, I, I mean, to give them those opportunities where something like that, I feel like, you know, recess could even look like that where it is somewhat structured, but like we're having a cartwheel contest, you know what I mean? Or, you know, something like that that's a little bit different or outside of what you would typically think of as recess. Because when I hear recess, I think, you know, jungle gym swings, you know, and that's not really on a lot of middle school, high school campuses anymore. And from an educator's perspective, it seemed like you actually enjoyed it. Right. Oh, oh yeah, I did. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. I struggled. Yeah. I, I fell a couple of times. I hurt my knee, but you know, <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> What's funny, I remember I was substitute teaching and I, that day I had PE. Mm. And for the, every class period that came through PE, I participated in every single activity. If someone playing volleyball, I played volleyball, tetherball, basketball. The entire day I interacted with the kids. And that was one of the days minimum if any discipline problems because they saw me active and involved with them and having fun and they were like dang I substitute kind of cool he's playing the games with us but on the flip side when I got home I passed out because I was exhausted <laughs> and literally I spent six to eight hours <laughs> in an athletic event <laughs> yeah but it it changed how as Lila stated how the students perceive you and I think it helps us as teachers or as educators get out of our comfort zone and be active for a moment. Absolutely. Because I, I mean, I, I've been more involved with, or, you know, more consistent in terms of going to the gym and trying to get back in shape and things. But my problem is that I get bored. So if we're not switching up what I'm doing, or if I don't find myself legitimately enjoying it while I'm running out of breath, I'm not going to do it at some point, you know, like I'll run for three months and then be done. You know, I'll do cycling for three months and then be done and get bored. But when you can actually find, again, that structured time to, to find things that you enjoy doing, your students enjoy doing, and you can all, you know, just bask in that and have a great time, like, why not? I think that's potentially, like, it's like the ultimate sacrifice of an educator. I mean, think about it. Like, it's like you're going the extra mile, like you're being intentional know what i'm gonna play volleyball you know like you said about the gym you're getting exercise in plus you're meeting your students where that i mean who knows what that can do to this one child or two children or 10 kids to just see you out here playing whether they're laughing about it or taking it serious i think it just it builds relationships unintentionally in a sense but you're doing it intentionally if that makes sense i just think yeah yeah, it makes it makes total sense. And the key is keeping the focus and the onus back on the students. Mm -hmm. That's the reason we're doing it. We're doing it for the students. And as we think about recess, and I want to wrap this piece up, here's some important things when it comes to recess. Number one, many U.S. children aren't active enough. We got to get students active. So resources for some students, recess is the only time they're going to be active. Number two, 
Structured recess can improve a school's climate. So imagine if you have some structure outside the classroom, it can change the culture of the school as it relates to utilizing recess to change that culture. Number three, taking away recess as a punishment is on the decline. I see too many teachers say you won't have recess today. Don't use it as a punishment mechanism. For some students, that is their outlet. That's their content area for the day. So we have to look at it from that perspective, not how can we take away something from a student, especially when it comes to recess. And the number, number four, quality of recess counts. We need to make recess fun for students, provide them with different activities to utilize. And I, I like the fact that some just want to go chit-chat, but we need to give them some structure to do that they normally wouldn't do in a classroom that'll help them view and see school as something different. So what are some of you all's final thoughts as it relates to do we need recess or do students need recess? I'll say absolutely. Um, And it just goes back to the first point you just made. You know, many U.S. children aren't active enough Um, in a lot of instances throughout our country, heck, throughout the world. This is the only time of the day that our children and students will be active. So I think, you know, recess is integral um, at the same time, adding to your point, you know, structure it. You know, where we actually give them something to do to where they're actually able to be active. I think that's the important piece of it. Yeah, I mean, school is starting to get such a bad name overall. Like, you know, students don't want to go to school. They don't enjoy it. I used to hop. I used to be mad when I had to miss school. I mean, hot. Like, I'm like, no, I know I'm sick. I know I'm literally dying, but I need to be in class. Like, I want to go, <laughs> you know? And students don't really feel that way anymore, you know? Um, they, they, don't, and they don't necessarily want to be there. And I think that, you know, having that time where you're creating those fun moments and building those relationships will start pulling some more students in to, A, want to be at school, then B, you know, increase the, how much they care about school and then see, you know, overall create a better performance as students and as a whole school. Good points, good points. We got to make school fun again. As we think about making school fun again, changing how we view education, we're going to get to my favorite part of the show, which is the inspirational moment. This week's inspirational moment is being brought to you by the one and only Miss Lila. Take it away, Miss Lila. Man, the pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, we talked a lot about having fun and um, having these moments in school where we're actually giving students these outlets. And part of me, what I've been struggling with for the past couple of years is that I feel like there's a part of school that isn't clicking to me as an educator. And that's because I'm not active in school. I'm not moving. I'm not doing some other things that I really, I know that I deeply, deeply and truly enjoy doing. Not the best dancer, but I really want to actually get out there and dance while I'm J-style, <laughs> while I'm actually, you know, in the classroom, but it's not always, you know, the appropriate time. So my, my moment or my thought is to encourage you to really think about how you can take a piece of you um, and put it in your classroom, and put it in your school that's, that's interesting, that's active, that's getting people moving, you know, and not just yourself, not just the students, but everybody. You know, when Barack Obama was in office, Michelle did amazing with creating that, um, that movement campaign where, you know, really getting people up, where it looked cool to get up and exercise and eat healthy, 
you know, how do we continue to do that? You know, and unfortunately, you know, high school students, we, we, we walk the very thin line of making things cheesy. How do we do this without making things look cheesy, but actually saying, hey, I enjoy, like, I care about my health. I care about, you know, my body and what that's going to mean to me 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years down the line. And how can I actually show you um, how to care as well? Bring who you are into the classroom and have fun. I'm going to make it a point. I need to start dancing more. Like, it just is what it is. Like, quick dance break in the middle of class. Maybe it's not a break. Maybe I'm just going to stop teaching and start dancing. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to do something. And hopefully it'll inspire my students in one way or another to do the same thing um, in an appropriate way, right? Or, you know, at the appropriate time so it's not a distraction. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's something in some way that it needs the piece of you that likes to move because everybody has a piece of them that likes to move in one way, shape, or form. Everybody don't like to move the same way. The piece of you that wants to move should be brought into the classroom. Spot on. I like that. I like that. Yep. This has been the Inspiring Educators Podcast. We thank each and every one of your listeners, you listeners every week for tuning in. Yes. We thank you for everything that you do as educators. Until the next time, we O-U-T. Out of here. Make right. school fun again. Put that oh, on the no. hat. Oh my goodness, don't do that. <laughs> Bye. Put that on a hat. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs>